it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very off-the-cuff, did-not-expect-to-be-doing-this-whatsoever podcast-slash-twitch-stream of Sebastian Vettel retiring. Katie Fairman is with me. She's just about managed to wipe away her tears, quite literally. And, um, yeah, so the big news, Sebastian Vettel retiring. Um, didn't expect it at all. Quite, I mean, obviously, when he when we kind of got wind that he had this Instagram account, you're thinking, right, what's he what's he up to here? Let's hope he's just got another B hotel and we can all, you know, be happy about it. But no, he did a video saying that he's retiring. And I know Katie, you're quite quite shocked and quite sad about it. And as yeah, I'm I'm yeah, <laughs> I mean I'm a very emotional person anyway. Like I cry at pretty much everything. So this was never gonna be a good day for me. But yeah, like you say, the Instagram account was created late last night and there was a little thing in the back of my head that thought, could he use this to announce a retirement? But it was very much, I was hoping, I was being optimistic. We were talking about whether he'd announce he's rehomed some bees or whether he's doing a clothing line or something like, you know, what drivers do these days, not announcing his retirement. I thought he might be a bit more of a traditionalist and announce it in like a press conference, kind of give, giving off like a Schumacher vibe. But actually thinking about it, Instagram is a great platform to do that on because everyone is going to be paying attention to it. You can announce it all at the same time. Everybody gets the information all in one go. And you can announce yeah. it on your terms as well. Exactly. You? You know, you're, yeah. not, you're not forced into it or, or anything like that. No. Um, but yeah, I was crying this morning before he'd even announced it because I had a gut feeling that that could be what it was and my suspicions were correct. So yeah, I've been, I had to get a load of articles out and do my job and then it like tears. hit me, hit yeah. me through like afterwards. I watched in full the announcement that he put out on his Instagram, black and white, very moody, very moving. And then yeah, the floodgates opened, and I've put mascara on for this Twitch watch along to try and convince myself not to cry again, <laughs> because I just get I'm just so emotional about it. It was inevitable; it was going to happen, but still, doesn't make it any easier to process. <laughs> Yeah, and oh, I mean, it's just—it's a shame. It, it really is a shame. It's—it's it's quite, it's quite uh, interesting how Sebastian Vettel has had this arc of not mm. probably being particularly liked when he was winning, and you know, but some people were saying that he was quite arrogant, yada yada yada, all this sort of stuff. But you know, since he stopped winning, surprisingly, um, everyone starts to to realize what uh, what an awesome guy he is. How. He always was quite playful in press conferences. And I say was, like he is still, he still is around. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's very playful in press conferences, very fun to uh, to listen to, very engaging. Um, and we never really wanted to think about the uh, the R word for, for Sebastian Vettel because you think of his love for the sport, maybe he would stay around for, for a little while longer. But, you know, if you've watched the video in full, you, you'll see that, you know, it's not just a case of you know, Aston Martin aren't winning, so I'm I'm going to, hang up my boots it's 
the fact that he wants to spend time with his family, which you know you completely understand. Nico Rosberg had the same uh, same thoughts, but obviously, you know, some people were a little bit skeptical because of the way in which he did it after winning a world title. Seb, you know, he's he's obviously got the same the same reasons, and you can't really hold it against either of them. Really, it's uh, Formula One is a, an all encompassing sport. It absolutely takes everything out of you and you could see the way he was kind of describing it that you know he has to dedicate his life to it in order to be you know anywhere near peak performance and as you get older as well you have to put more effort in if anything to stay on top of your fitness and and things like that so yeah you could tell that he'd almost come to his own conclusion quite he was quite comfortable in in saying what he seemed that way anyway that you know his racing's done, but that's not the end of his journey and he wants to do more. Um, and, and that's, you know, very commendable. I don't, I don't personally expect him to disappear into, you know, nothingness and never see him ever again. Yeah, I, and live I feel on a like... farm and never be seen again kind of vibe. I don't think he'll do that. Yeah. But... I feel like he's going to stick around. He loves Formula One so much that, you know, maybe he'll, he'll, you know, take a step back for a few years, but I can't see him staying away for long. No, I think so many people have mentioned it before, like he's obviously very passionate about the safety of the sport and how he thinks certain rules should be implemented that maybe haven't been done before. Obviously, he's a director of the GPDA, which is the Grand Prix Drivers Association. So he's a person that has a big role in helping shape the sport. He's not just there, gets in the car, drives, goes home again. So perhaps it it might be that we see him join the FIA or something similar um, in a few years down the line and use his expertise in a way that will continue to benefit the sport in years to come. I think that's the kind of thing I could see Seb doing, but yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one. Lots of people in the chat saying that kind of they could see this coming, which I do agree with. I mean, Ted Kravitz on his notebook after the French Grand Prix, which was only like a few days ago, he said that he thinks Seb could, could be on his way to retirement obviously he's been racing all of these old cars he had Mansell's old Williams he had this 100 year old Aston Martin that he took out in France apparently he took his family to be with him in Austria over that weekend and he's just doing all of these things obviously did question time in the UK a few months ago and he keeps getting labeled as this hypocrite because he keeps going on about the environment but he's doing F1 and so I can see that he's probably got had quite a moral dilemma and with maybe the pace of the Aston Martin not being where he kind of hoped it was and just all these different things, different elements has probably led him to make that decision. Um, but yeah, doesn't make it any easier for us fans. <laughs> also in his announcement as well, like there was quite a li like little amount of time dedicated to actually talking about formula one he was very like talking about his family and the impacts that he has and um Loves the smell of fresh bread oh my god when he said that i was like me too said <laughs> <laughs> like literally he's like favorite colors blue i love the smell of fresh bread all this kind of stuff i was like oh my god this is a man after my own heart but um yeah i think that just reflects where he is in his life at the moment like he still loves formula one but there's a life, I know it might seem hard to believe to some of us fans, but there is actually a life outside of Formula One, guys. And Seb's probably reached that age where he thinks, yeah, now is the time to sort of bid farewell to it and enjoy some of the other things that he loves about life. Like maybe he'll open his own bakery. Oh, God. Okay, <laughs> and you can smell fresh bread every Stop day. doing it to yourself. Stop doing it. You can say it. I can't it's... help it. Yeah. Oh. It's yeah. it's going to be 
it's going to be quite eye-opening, I think, to a lot of fans uh, having someone like Seb Vettel, who I think a lot of people take him for granted, you know, as you do with, you know, I'm sure you know, I see a lot of people in the chat saying this is a great time to be alive and obviously being very sarcastic. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are very upset um, about about this news. Um, but I think, you know, when you come into next year and then Seb Vettel's not there, a four-time Formula One ch- world champion who's had such a long career and, and such a successful career, it really does kind of open your eyes as to how much these these particular drivers uh, have uh, have such a, a weight in the sport. Um, and I genuinely, yeah, I really am going to miss Sebastian Vettel. You know, my personal experience with him, I haven't you know, had a huge amount with him in terms of like filming and stuff, but we've had the odd occasional shoot. And he's always been one of my favorite because he's so engaging. He cares about what, you know, what you're doing. And you, you very much assess how I assess uh, how a person is. If, you know, when you ask them how they are, whatever, you know, if they're a Formula One driver, if they ask you, oh, how are you? Oh, yeah, what have you been up to? Or, you know, what do you do? And stuff like that. And he actually took an interest. And that kind of matches up to what he said in that video as well, where he says that, you know, he's really interested about other people's passions and and things like that, which is which is kind of goes um, a long way to showing what kind of person uh, Seb is. Um, so, yeah, he was an a- he is an absolute actually was obviously he's retiring. So it sounds like he's just disappeared. No, he's not but going it, honestly, yet. Like yeah. the way I was reacting, I was like, it's like the guy has just vanished off the face of the earth and we're never going to see him again. We've still mm. got half a season of him racing, but that's what it feels like. It almost feels as if not that he's died, but like a part of us, our hearts have died. Like yeah. the idea of him not being there. Like it sounds so dramatic. He's just one individual, but he has become such a beloved member of the grid and he's a fantastic racing driver but it also shows that sometimes with racing it's more than just you can drive fast or you're good at wheel-to-wheel battle or this kind of thing like he's just such a wholesome wonderful funny kind person that he it will just leave a huge hole in the sport because he just brings so much aside from the fact that, that he drives cars it's just insane I know. Deep breath, deep breath, Katie. It's okay. <laughs> now, I know it's going to be very sad that he's not racing next year. I want to open up the possibility of him doing the occasional punditry. I think okay. that him being, you know, doing a Nico Rosberg now and again, that'll be lovely. That'll be amazing. Even if we get his thoughts whilst he's at the comfort of his own home, then he can talk about Formula One and also see his family. Whatever. I would love to see Sebastian Vettel uh, involved in some kind. And I'm not saying, you know, first race of 2023, I want to see Sebastian Vettel. I know he needs time, but, mm. you know, he's incredibly eloquent. He's so well-spoken uh, in, you know, in English. It's almost like it's his, it's his native language, uh, how he speaks in it. Um, and I'd love to see him involved uh, in Formula One um, more, you know, as I'm sure he'll miss it a lot next year. I'm sure there will be ways in which he quenches that that thirst. Um, bring him to WTF1, Matt, says Raghav in the chat. I'm not sure we can afford him, uh, nor do I think he actually wants to. Uh, he save was really interested in WTF1, though. When you met him a few weeks ago, you, uh, Tommy said that he was like really interested in what we do and... I thought that was he was, crazy. yeah, yeah. He was like, "How do you make money? Uh, what do you do on YouTube?" <laughs> and you know, it's, and it's so it's weird that when we did that interview, and he said, um, "Oh, you know," because I asked him, didn't I? I said, "When? How long? Mm. You know, are you going to be in Formula One for?" And he says, oh, "I don't know. It'll either be that, or I'll be on Instagram and and a YouTuber." And I was, and then obviously, then made the Instagram <laughs> account, and we're like, "Uh oh, crap! What please, have we done? oh no, we've manifested this into. Oh no, what have we done?" Um, but yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's really, 
really sad news. Uh, I see a lot of people in the chat feeling exactly the same way. Um, what would be right. your favourite Sebastian Martin Vettel moment, Katie? I'm going to wear this and cry in this hoodie throughout the rest of the it's day. Be an absolute mess. What's your yeah. favourite Sebastian Vettel moment? Um, can you choose uh, one? For me, I can. And it's a bit of a weird one. Well, not weird. It was in India, mm-hmm. 2013, when he won his fourth title. For me, it's one of my favourite motorsport moments ever. It's so symbolic. And he got out of the car and he like bowed down to it and was like almost praying to it. And for me, that remains one of the most iconic motorsport moments ever. Um, I know it might be like dependent on when you have started watching Formula One and stuff like that, but it was just so symbolic. And yeah, it's got so much link to it. Obviously the four world, world titles that he then secured. Um, so yeah, I think that might be my favorite. Um, but there are so many, like even his, you could make a list of like a hundred iconic team radio quotes that he's done. You know, mm. there's something loose between my legs or like just silly things like this, that he comes out with on team radio. Like there, this is the thing. There's just so many moments. What about you, Matt? Well, my favourite moments, because uh, I'll be lying if I said I enjoyed the the, uh, the Red Bull dominating era. Um, <laughs> but my, my favourite moment has to be when he picked up the uh, the n- number two sign from his car and swapped oh, it yeah. with with Hamilton at Canada after he got given that rather harsh penalty. Um, I, ju- I just it's one of those sort of like funny Sebastian Vettel bit of shithousery kind of yeah. enjoy that sort of thing. Um, but yeah. I, what I enjoyed the most about him, as I say, was was just the how funny he was, how 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 much humour he brought to the sense sport. Of humor. I don't think he, don't think he was massively known for it. I think a lot of people were blinded by the fact that he was dominating. But yeah, after that, uh, we we kind of saw that that side to him, which you know was uh, was really it will be missed for sure. Like in press conferences, the amount of times when he was um, on the podium with the two Mercedes drivers and like, used to just get in between them and start yeah. sort of Can I come to your garage? The <laughs> yeah. and, and things like that, which, which you just love to, yeah, you love oh. to kind of see. So it's, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be massively sad uh, to see Sebastian Vettel uh, leave the sport, but we still got half a season to go. It's a shame that he's not in a car that is any good whatsoever. Um, and I'm sure there is, I know that he, you know, his main reason is his family, but I suppose as well, being in a team that isn't anywhere near the front, makes you then accelerate those thoughts a little bit more that I'm sure that he had where, you know, you're putting in all this effort to go and finish 15th and you think, well, what is this actually for now? You know, so mm-hmm. I can understand because, you know, if, if Aston Martin were winning world titles, would he have, would he have hung up his gloves this year? I don't know. I don't personally think so because again, he's getting that reward that he feels he deserves for the amount of time he's putting in. Uh, but yeah, I completely understand why, why he's deciding to do it now. And it's amazing to see all the things that he's he's been pushing and and will continue to push uh, after he retires as well. I just got really sad again thinking about one of my favourite photographs um, in Formula One, and it was a picture of Seb with his arm around Hamilton after Hamilton had just secured his seventh world title in Turkey, and it's the, like the two of them back to back, two absolute legends of Formula One. <sighs> And now he's retiring, <laughs> literally. I'm going to get so emotional on this stream. But 
It's just so it's sad. Fine. We welcome emotion, don't we, chat? You we don't, want the tears. We don't mind. The clicks. <laughs> no, no, there's not. No, we, we don't want the clicks. We just, it's, it's okay just so to, to show your emotion. Um, and of course, how can we forget the moment of Sebastian Vettel taking a scooter around Melbourne? I mean, oh my god yeah <laughs> that's i think that that in itself he, he probably knew then i'm retiring at the end of the year i'm gonna take a scooter on track they're only gonna give me a small <sighs> fine or whatever um but yeah no walking out of driver's meetings all this sort of stuff i mean to be <sighs> fair, yeah sassy seb will be out for the rest of the season i'm sure um but yes don't worry katie like chat are saying that they uh they feel the same way um which is you know testament to <laughs> to Sebastian Vettel but yeah four-time champion he's uh he's certainly achieved especially with how much he loves Formula One I don't think there is someone that loves Formula One more than Sebastian Vettel Mm. and the one key example of that was the uh F1 challenge he did where he named every world champion from 1950 in chronological order and correctly like insane how he knows you... will. <laughs> he knows he has good will knowledge. He has he very good will knowledge, doesn't he? Um he does. but yeah. Uh, so Casey, what else do you want to share about Sebastian Vettel right now? Oh, there's so many things. Um what else can we talk about? I mean, just there's he's had his fair share of controversy as well in Formula One because we kind of alluded to it earlier on the podcast you know he went from being this figure that was booed on the podium and people used to hate you know like the finger that he always used to bring out when he got a win and he was so dominant in when he was in his absolute prime and Red Bull were you know also incredibly competitive but like you say it's kind of turned around but obviously we can't forget like multi 21 that was extremely controversial at the time and i think that's one of the reasons lots of people do also love him is that he has got that fire in his belly and wasn't afraid to you know just conform to to team orders or whatever obviously if you're mark webber you're going to be slightly pissy about the whole thing but um he stayed true to himself which i think is something that a lot of us respected also like um a memory as well, which isn't from his Red Bull days, but it came up the other day as like a suggested video on my TikTok was when somebody was asking Lewis about a piece of team radio that he'd given. And Seb actually said, no, no, can I answer this question actually? And then gave the whole talk about, you know, if you attach a microphone to a football player, do you think everything they're going to be saying is nice? No. If I went and I I think he said like slapped you around the face or something like that to this reporter. Are you going to say, Oh, Sebastian, that wasn't a very nice thing. No, you're going to be cross with me. So like, well, depends. Even you, the might, fact you might just was... send a formal letter. Might just be like, yeah. I'm not, I will be sending you an email <laughs> later. <laughs> but <laughs> like he, exactly. But he's, you know, he's happy to stand up for what he thinks is right. Um, and you know, even like the t-shirts that he wore, whether that was wearing a same love pride t-shirt in Hungary, where, you know, they've got such anti like LGBTQ plus laws. He wasn't afraid to rock up to the paddock in his rainbow trainers and wear these pride t-shirts. And like, you know, that's just one of the things that people just, you can't help but love him because he just doesn't care what anyone else thinks if he thinks it's right that these people should be represented or they haven't got a voice and he's happy to give his voice to them then he'll do it and there's not many drivers on the grid that you see that have such a um like i don't know like is a, isn't afraid to do that like he's just he stands out 
along with some of the other ones like Hamilton, who, you know, is happy to wear T-shirts that are slightly controversial on the podium and stuff like that, because they just think, you know, I am why well, I want to use my platform for good. So I don't know. I feel like I'm just rambling. There's just so much that I want to say that I'm like, I can't actually quite believe it's actually reached the time where now we have to say it. Like he's actually announced his retirement. It's just, it's a sad, sad day for Formula One. And for you. And, <sighs> and for, for a, lot of, a lot of fans. <laughs> I'm so sad. Um, yeah, it is very sad. Now, I, this is also a topic of conversation you probably won't want to talk about, Katie, but we're going to, we have to talk about it, uh, even if it's very briefly. Mm. Um, what are you going to say? Who will replace Mm-hmm. Sebastian Vettel at Aston Martin. Now that is a question that I did not expect to be asking myself today. Um, no, not so when I woke up. Not the most coherent thoughts on it, but I think what what it screams to me is Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, me too. I think that's where he could go. I mean, he's probably thought, "Hey, golden opportunity here." I mean, the thing with Danny Rick is if he. Like he's really good at just hopscotching from one team to another. He's got like a thing of, he was at Red Bull for ages and then he left and he did Renault for two years and then he's going to leave and do McLaren for two years and then he's going to leave and potentially do Aston Martin for two years. Like maybe what he actually needs is some stability for him to get his, you know, get used to the car and things like that. But yeah, I think Ricardo could go. Yeah, well, look, he's he's committed his time to McLaren, hasn't he, and said all this, that, and the other. But I do wonder if McLaren are maybe even trying to oust him out a little bit. I'm not sure, but um, he doesn't look very good on a, a CV, does it? A job CV. If you go between jobs, you know, they look at it and go, "Oh, well, you love it. You're only here for a year." And that. that's Daniel Ricciardo's CV in a nutshell, just uh, bouncing mm. around and and not being able to really get his foundations uh, and is you know him just kind of settled in. Um, so Daniel Ricciardo is definitely a shout. He is contracted till the end of 23. Yes, slash uh, in the chat. But that doesn't necessarily mean that McLaren no. won't get try to get rid of him uh, if he does not perform in the, in the second and half of the season. McLaren said after Monaco that actually Daniel has a clause in his contract where he can leave the contract early if he wants to. I don't know if McLaren have got much rights in terms of saying, sling your hook, you're out, mate. Um, but Ricardo apparently does have that in his contract that he can say, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm going to leave. So it's not set in stone that he is there until the end of 2023. I know he did his announcement, his Instagram story the other day saying he doesn't have any plans to leave, but, um, that was before he maybe knew Vettel was retiring and there was a space at Aston Martin. So, and he has worked with Aston Martin in some sort of partnership before when Aston Martin were part of the Red Bull family and they had that partnership there. So he's going to be aware of some people at the Aston Martin side of things. Obviously they weren't an F1 team when they were with Red Bull, but it could be interesting. I think if you're Pierre Gasly, you're probably kicking yourself as well a bit, you know, Mm. because he's just signed. Apparently he already had it in his contract that he could extend to 2023 if he wanted to but he's definitely done it now but if you're so desperate to get out of the red bull bubble which i think he should do and i think a lot of fans think that he should make that switch um you know he might have been able to go to aston martin or if ricardo does go to aston martin he might have been able to sneak in at mclaren like, i feel like he's mugged himself off a bit by signing so early to alpha tarry especially himself off he has, especially look at, look at the pace of the Alpha Tauri this year. It's non-existent. I love how we're mourning Sebastian Vettel leaving and you're just like, right, Gasly slander time. No, <laughs> but I think, you know, like we all knew that certain drivers have got expiry dates on them. 
to put it bluntly. Mm. Alonso, he's not going to be in here for like much longer, although he is looking, you know, promising. Hamilton, he might stay for another couple of years. But like there are all these drivers that are sort of, we know they're reaching the end of their potential Formula One career. Why yeah. would you then, like, if you're Lando Norris, why are you signing on for that long? If you know that there's potentially going to be a huge jumble of, like, seat swaps, so... Yeah, I think I, I think know. with that, though, obviously, as we said with Danny Rick's uh, contract, just because Lando signed till, what, 25, 26, whatever it was, you know, Max has signed to Red Bull till 26, I think it is, um, they can get out of it. Like, it's not like they are, you know, in prison, and if Red Bull or McLaren start being the worst team on the grid, they can still get out of it one way or another. Um, and we, we, I guess we don't know what, what the conversations have been like with, with AlphaTauri and Gasly. Maybe he was forced into it and said, well, if you don't sign with us now, then we'll go and find someone else. Or, yeah, you know, he Gasly may have had words with Lawrence Stroll and he's gone, well, I don't really like you that much. I guess there's a lot of things, you know, Lawrence Stroll, how many children does he have is the next question, really, uh, on, on our lips. And, you know, is it going to be you know, Lance Stroll's long lost brother in the second seat. We, we don't know, but it all comes down to whether Lawrence likes them, really. It's a very strange uh, sort of workings within Aston Martin with Lawrence obviously owning the team. He's going to try and put someone up against Lance Stroll that will not trash Lance Stroll because his son's... Bestie, bestie. They're best friends. He's about the only person that I think he could trust in that seat. So mm. people in the chat are saying, what about Mick Schumacher? I don't see why Mick Schumacher would go there. Personally, the Haas does Haas look are quite actually fast. better than yeah. Aston Martin Aston. at the moment. But but I guess when you're looking in the long term, do you think Aston Martin or Haas are going to be better in five years? Probably Aston Martin. Go Tifi, maybe he's go Tifi and Stroll. Are you kidding me? The, the guys fair, that came together it, all the time at the start of the I season. I wouldn't put it past Lawrence Stroll to put the Tifi <laughs> in just to Stroll looks amazing. <laughs> Oh my god, that's god, he's trashing his teammate. Uh, of course, there's talks about Formula Two drivers, Drogovic, um, De Vries. Somebody mentioned, uh, I don't think De Vries has got, I'm not sure for that one Mm. personally. I think he's unfortunately a little bit bit old. Unfortunately, he's a little bit old these days. Uh, oh, 10 minutes till our zoom ends, so that's good. Um, (laughs) wrap it up. Um, Sergio Perez, what are people saying about that? Okay, interesting. You think that he'll get a Red Bull? Van Dorn, another one. Piastri, I think he's very much set for uh Alpine at some point, maybe, or well, Williams first, and maybe Alpine. Um, but yeah, so there's um, that's a lot of lot of news in terms of Sebastian Vettel retiring. Um, there you go. I swear that, to God, if Fernando Alonso doesn't renew his contract, I quit. <laughs> if yeah. we lose Alonso and Vettel in the ah, same year, out. yeah, he will. He will. Surely. But I mean, now I'm just thinking of every bad scenario. And what if everyone <laughs> retires? What if Esty Bestie decides he doesn't oh want to be God. part of Formula One anymore? Yeah, it's uh, the end. Yeah, very yeah. sad news uh, with that. Um, I don't. I was going to talk about the whole Porsche Red Bull thing, but we've got a video coming out on YouTube tomorrow about it. So I don't even want to really dive into that, to be honest with you. I think this is all about Sebastian Vettel uh, leaving the sport. Um, so, Katie, I know that you said you have a lot of things on your mind. Is there anything else you want to get off your chest about Sebastian Vettel uh, before before we part? Well, I know Seb is probably watching this Twitch watch along, and well, he's a, he's a social media guru these days. He, he is now. Well he's got Instagram. Who knows what's next? <laughs> but um, yeah, no, well, lots of people saying, don't be sad that it 
it's over, be happy that it happened or something like that, which I think is a, a nice way of viewing it. He's brought so much to this sport that will be remembered for generations to come. You know, it's he, he's going to leave us such a long legacy in Formula One, not only because of his driving and his four world championships and is it 52, 53 race wins, I think, um, but also all the stuff that he's helped with off track, whether that's safety related um, or just using his voice for good. Um, yeah, I just hope that he has a really happy life outside of Formula One. And I'm glad that compared to when my, like the last time one of my favorite drivers retired, which was Nico Rosberg, at least we've got some heads up so I can actually emotionally prepare myself that we only have like 10 races left of watching Sebastian Vettel on track. 54 um, wins, chat, I say. 54. Uh, 54. Oh, God. Oh, oh, if, you include, if you include Canada 2019. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Wheel. So yeah. um, so 53 uh, legitimately, I suppose. 54, yeah. If, yeah, if you discount the FIA. Um, but, yeah, it's just a sad, sad day. And now I'm going to go and cry into my Sebastian Vettel jumper. So thanks a oh. lot. Well, hopefully we'll uh, get to see him race at least once live before the end of the year. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Um, to say your yeah. farewells. Personally. Yeah. Well, when I was in Silverstone, the cutest thing. So we were stood next to this family who were all Sebastian Vettel fans. They were kitted out in Aston Martin gear and they'd made this huge banner that said like, we believe in you, Seb, you know, keep doing this amazing stuff. And as the driver's parade came along, Seb spotted them and gave them like the biggest reaction and like blowing kisses. And he just couldn't take his eyes off them. And I thought that was just like the most wholesome, sweetest, like that just defines Seb, that he was so affectionate to these fans that clearly really love him and were so passionate about him and his career. And so at least I can say like, I've seen him and I saw that interaction and that's really like, I've got that in, in You've here. You've got that in, in your here. brain, in your memory. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dearie me. What a there day. We go. Well, Katie, well done for surviving this uh, short Twitch stream Thank slash you. podcast. Um, yes, it has been yeah, <laughs> quite so... shocking. Oh, that's so funny. The chat is just making me laugh. A lot of people are saying Vettel of the day. day in Hungary. Every, every race. Let's for, do it every race. For the race. rest of the season, says hello, it's <laughs> night. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, do I don't. It. I don't know Hungary. I think Abu Dhabi we save it for, surely. Like, Hungary is a bit premature. No. Well, he was robbed of a podium last time out in Hungary. So or didn't have enough fuel. Uh, <laughs> it was it was, was a he problem disqualified with his car. for a technical yeah. infringement, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's unfair. God damn it. Yeah. Oh dearie me. Yeah. Sad oh times. Real no, sad times. Um so yeah, we're gonna leave it there uh, for coming and uh, and joining this quick stream. Lots of love. We'll see you for watch alongs for qualifying and the race uh, for Hungary uh, this weekend. So come and join us on Twitch there. And uh, we'll see you soon. Lots of love. Bye. Bye, everyone. Oh, my God. My voice is so Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <sighs> Crying session at mine in 10.